We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Wednesday, March the 1st. 2023 hope you're all doing well we made it to the month of march appreciate you all tuning in very excited to chat with you all here on this wednesday i see noah john xavier brandon ward andy cone what is going on also those in the big cock club discord head over the tdc questions channel the tdc questions channel be sure your questions are answered there again really excited to chat with each and every single one of you, we have got tons to discuss and tons to get into. And, of course, like I said, as always, we are taking your questions, your comments, your calls here at TDC, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Of course, guys, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TS. U.S. to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, they've got anything and everything you can think of. College sports, pro sports, you name it. They've got it also, of course, guys. Again, we've reached the month of March. March Madness is officially upon us. Make sure you're playing with prize picks. You're going to be playing spreads, totals, futures, all that good stuff. Prize picks, there'll be tons of money to be made there as well. So, again, go download the Price Picks app, or go to pricepicks.com. When you do again, use that promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sends you. And my goodness, folks, we have got a busy one on the slate today. One of the busier Wednesdays, or really just one of the busier days I've had in quite some time. We've got TDC right now. This afternoon, I'm jumping on with Nachos and Analysis, a Clem Sucks podcast to talk all things Gamecocks and Tigers this weekend. Also, uh, for tomorrow's podcast, we're doing the interview today, but later today, I'll I'll chat with Mike Rooney of D1Baseball.com. He's also done some work with ESPN, stuff like that, a fantastic baseball mind. Again, that full conversation will be on the podcast tomorrow. And then tonight, Tonight, I'm actually hanging out with Dawson Hoffman and the boys, former Gamecocks football player, going over to their studio, and we're going to do a, an interview, conversation, podcast, what, what have you with them. going to be a really, really good time. But uh, I'll be rocking and rolling, making content, been doing so all morning, and we'll be doing so until the wee hours of the night. Going to be a really, really good time. And again, uh, appreciate you all, your love, your support. Of course, it's officially, officially now. It was already Clem Sucks Week, but now it comes into – the forefront as South Carolina takes care of business last night 
against North Carolina A&T. 11-3 in a game that, uh, you know, was a little bit interesting early, a little bit closer closer than we all would have liked, a little too close for comfort, but South Carolina <clears throat> able to pull away in that one and get the W. Also, of course, Gamecocks men's basketball last night falling to Mississippi State in a game that, again, was pretty close, but uh, unfortunately the Bulldogs do pull away. South Carolina, though, does get the cover in that ball game, good teams win, great teams cover indeed. Brendan, what's going on? Also, the SEC Women's Basketball Tournament begins today. Of course, South Carolina does not play because it feels good to be good, right? We don't play on the first day of the tournament. Uh, there's a couple different teams. I have to look at the schedule. I'm not exactly sure. Let's see. Let's look at the bracket. Let's look at the bracket here. Who plays today and what times? Uh, here we go. So it's actually on right now. Excuse me. Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, the 12 and 13 seeds are playing right now on SEC Network. And then later today, 25 minutes after the first game, Florida and Kentucky, the 11 and 14 seeds. Uh, again, all the games will be on SEC Network. So two games today. Tomorrow, you've got a slate of four games. And then on Friday in the quarterfinals. It's crazy you just start in the quarterfinals. Like when you're good, you just start in the quarterfinals. South Carolina will play, of course, guys, at noon on Friday. Gamecocks will take on the Game 3 winner, which is the Arkansas and Missouri game, who play tomorrow at noon. So Gamecocks going to take on the winner of Arkansas and Mizzou. So by the end of TDC, basically tomorrow, we will know who the Gamecocks play in their first game of the tournament. So really, really exciting stuff, an exciting week. This morning, I flipped my calendar over to March and, and was setting the schedule and stuff like that. And March is going to be a crazy busy month, but it's a beautiful thing, right? The beauty's in the banter. Also, guys, hey, the Spring Tour begins this month, yes, in about three weeks' time. I think exactly, actually, right? Exactly three weeks' time? Yeah, exactly three weeks' time, or 24 days, but or excuse me, 22 days. I can't do math right now. Three weeks from tomorrow, the TSUS tour begins in Columbia, South Carolina. Really, really excited to get it rolling, guys. Looking forward to it. I'm pumped for the spring tour and all that will take place with that. Uh, also, guys, I know that I teased the big news, right? The game-changing, business-changing, life-changing news a couple of weeks ago. That is still in the works right now. There's some litigation that's taking place behind the scenes. There's some uh, negotiating that's taking place behind the scenes, if you will. So be patient with me. I promise I wasn't just pulling your leg. But, uh, yeah, really excited for that. Also, guys, hey, today, I forgot, it's Wednesday. We've got Mark Ryan joining the show. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate. I've been going 1,000 miles an hour, and I almost forgot that Mark is jumping on the show. So, uh, again, we've got Mark Ryan joining us in about nine minutes or so. And it, it's so funny, by the way, to see – I see some people on social media. But, you know, Mark Ryan, all the content that he produces and all of the banter that he has, I mean, it does immense numbers. It, it does. Mark Ryan is an electric factory for content. And I see some people sometimes comment that, you know, how do you allow this hack on your show? I'm unfollowing you, this, that, whatever. And it's like, dude, this business has always been built off of banter. It's always been built off of the willingness to have open-ended banter and, and sometimes, you know, things that topics that make you uncomfortable, what have you. And, and it's going to continue to flourish and grow and, and uh, expand in that manner. So if you can't handle it, can't handle the heat get out of the kitchen it is what it is but excited either way to get mark ryan on the show looking forward to chatting with him uh let's see let's jump into a couple of your questions before we get mark on brian dean i see you joey 80 says what's going on been about two weeks 
since I've been able to watch. Joey, appreciate you tuning in, my friend. Thank you. Brian Dean says, it's funny how Clem sucks fans <clears throat> made fun of us for losing Upstate last season, and they lost to them last night. Taters have lost four in a row. Yeah. It's crazy when you look at Clem sucks and how everything's gone down, and especially, <clears throat> you know, after the weekend and Eric Backage saying that, you know, the, the mouthy UCF team, and then you lose to Upstate. It's, it's a mess right now for them. Hunter Kelly, what's up? Brennan M, see you as well. Brian Dean, even though men's basketball sits at 10 and 20, I see improvement in this team. A good foundation is being laid. Yeah, Brian, I mean, you know, I mean, G.G. Jackson with a big night last night. I, I think most people are just done with basketball. I mean, I, I just, you know, it's it's funny. Luke R.J. commented in our Discord last night. And to be fair, I get where Luke R.J. was coming from. But, uh, you know, I made the joke, do I have to watch the basketball game? And he said, he said, you know, yeah, it's your job. It's what you do, blah, blah, blah. But it, it kind of goes back to this, guys. I've realized that my job is not to, or my, you know, my obligation to you guys, my obligation to my audience, what I've realized, it's not to, you know, cover South Carolina men's basketball more thoroughly than anybody else. It, it's really not to, like, I'm not obligated to give the same level of analysis and evaluation and banter that I give to to football. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not equal. It's not all equal. My obligation is to create the most entertaining content around the Gamecocks on a day-in, day-out basis. And so if nobody wants to talk men's basketball, well, guess what? I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Like, men's basketball doesn't really require me anymore to be covering it so thoroughly because nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. So to that point, that's something I've kind of learned and something I've sort of evolved with the business where – Again, flexibility and efficiency are my top two priorities as an entrepreneur. And so you kind of learn what, what deserves your attention and what doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, like again, it's, it's not to say that we're not watching the basketball team or we just don't care at all, but it's also understanding. Like, what do people want to talk about? What's, what's engaging? What's entertaining to people? Um, you know, it, 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 you, know it, you, you, you don't just – and I mean, this is the first. This is the first season, the first time, my first season of the Gamecocks, but the first, my first season also as an entrepreneur. I'm understanding that and understanding that, you know, how how to allocate time and be efficient with time and energy and all that good stuff. So, anyways, Gamecocks men's basketball. If you're still watching at this point, God bless you. I did. I mean, I watched it last night, but uh, <clears throat> you know, brutal, brutal to say the least. Uh, Andy Cohen, he says, "Why'd you stop with the intro music? Just had some issues with." with Facebook and stuff like that and copyright issues and just, just wanted to avoid it. So I apologize guys. If you missed the music, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hunter February did go by fast. I mean, it's also the shortest month of the year. So that would also probably explain it. Um, yeah. I did see that softball lost to Stetson. How about that? Jeff Gulledge. It is indeed March 1st. John Edward, what's going on? Appreciate you tuning in great to have you in guys again you see the hat Clem sucks the series is upon us South Carolina and the Tigers will get it going on Friday and let's take a look actually at what is the latest in regards to the weather projection here let's see okay so it looks like chance of rain 80 percent during the day, it will be thunderstorms uh, looking like at night, 40% chance of rain, rain showers in the evening, then clear overnight. So, you know, I think it'll depend on when you can start the game realistically, but, you know, hopefully, obviously, fingers crossed, you get that game in. It just sucks, too, because it's beautiful Saturday and Sunday 
Friday is the one day. I mean, you, you hope and you pray, and again, you keep your fingers crossed that, you know, Friday's not going to get canceled. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I just want them to play the game. I just want them to play the game. I, you, you can't cancel that ball game. You cannot do that. So we'll see what they do. We'll see what they do. Um, yeah, Bruin Nation, I did see that. I did see that, by the way, about Lenora Sellers, Brad Crawford, which, by the way, it's so funny. Again, speaking of Brad Crawford, Speaking of Brad Crawford, uh, you know, he had the bowl projections, if you will. He had the bowl projections. It, it's just so funny to watch people freak out. You know, it's so funny to watch people freak out over, um, you know, uh, uh, over way too early predictions of any kind, right? It's so funny to watch people freak out over that. It is. I don't know why people let content disrupt them to that level. I, I really just do not understand it. Uh, Brian Dean, Dawn Staley was at 10 and 18 her first season. Look at her now. Paris will build a winner. I mean, I, I agree. Listen, I, I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident Lamont Paris and what the Gamecocks have under him. And I, and I do believe in that, uh, you know, he will build a solid program. I mean, only time will tell. Only time will tell. John Edward, Braves play real games that count this month. Looking forward to another great season and going for a sixth straight NL East title. But yeah, Bruin Nation. I'm excited for Lenora Sellers, man. Excited for Lenora Sellers for sure. Uh, Savannah, there have been no game announcements weather-wise. I mean, I, I don't know exactly which game you're going to. I think you said Saturday. If you're going to, if you're just going to Saturday, uh, you're in for a treat. It's going to be beautiful in Greenville. Going to be absolutely beautiful in Greenville. So looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Anyways, 843-790-337-7. That's 843-790-3377. By the way, I was just informed it's Women's Month. So, happy Women's Month in the month of March. I had no idea, but I was just informed. I feel like there's some holiday or there's some, it's this month, it's this day, it's this week. So, shout out, Women's Month. Um, make sure you tell all the women in your life you love them, you're appreciative of them. So, it is Women's Month. How about that? How about the? How about Women's Month kicking off with the SEC Women's Basketball tournament i feel like it's a good way to kick it off and of course again south carolina playing on friday playing on friday so um let's see savannah i'm not going but i've made plans around the weather friday and making plans to watch okay i hear you well anyways yeah well the only one that's really in jeopardy uh savannah webster says happy women's month dawn staley and company yeah exactly and the softball team and all the other women's sports how about women's golf I don't know if y'all knew this. The Darius Rucker Invitational is taking place down in Hilton Head right now. And the women's golf team that is ranked fourth in the country is leading. So I'm so happy that it was actually Miss TSUS that brought up Women's Month. I'm glad she did because that reminded me of what the women's golf team is doing right now. So shout out to the women's golf team. They are crushing. They are absolutely crushing right now. You love to see it. You love to see it. Todd Smith, what's up? He says, what's up, Gamecocks? Clem sucks. You're next. I love that. I love that. Um, anyways, guys, 843-790-337. I am going to close up the phone lines because Mark Ryan is joining us here in the next uh, couple of minutes or so. Should be any second now. Looking forward to chatting with Mark. It's always a good time, great conversation. And again, today is going to be a day full of great conversations. Really, truly looking forward to it. Again, we're talking with Nachos and Analysis. Yes, that is the name of the podcast. We're talking with Nachos and Analysis later today. I believe that podcast will probably drop on probably tomorrow. Um, so, again, talking with them on the Gamecocks and Tigers, the series this weekend. 
I'll also be doing, of course, my pod for tomorrow. We've got Mike Rooney. Uh, that conversation taking place at 6 o'clock. That'll drop on the podcast tomorrow. Mike, a fantastic, uh, fantastic college baseball personality, fantastic dude. Cannot wait to chat with him. Of course, Mike Rooney at D1Baseball.com and has done some work with ESPN. Then, of course, talking with some former Gamecocks football players tonight at their place. Uh, heading over to their studio. I'm going to chop it up, so it should be a good time. I think we'll probably talk a lot of business, a lot of life. Of course, Gamecocks football. And I think we're going to get them on the show at some point as well. So, again, a lot of great stuff. I'm looking forward to it and appreciate you guys. Glad to have you along. Uh, had a great conversation this morning. Also, we had a business call around 11.15 or so, and I was actually talking with those guys about content and business and and stuff like that. And it's just, you know, I've, I've fully embraced it, but it's just so interesting how people want to, you know, everybody wants to be a business partner during football season, but I think a lot of folks, they miss out on the value that that is that is found. I feel like this is kind of the time of year, and you guys can can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I feel like this is the time of year where you kind of lay the foundation. Like, you show your consistency, right? You show your consistency during this time of year. Anybody can just talk football. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not coming after those that only talk football because I get it. Football moves the needle, I, I, and there really isn't an offseason anymore in football. Because of the transfer portal, you got the NFL draft, you've got spring ball, you've got media days, like they're really, which is a beautiful thing. We love talking football. But, um, you know, I, I feel like showing the consistency this time of year, this is kind of where you lay the foundation. I really believe that. So I love the fact that we're able to stay consistent all year long. And, and uh, you know, it's not one of those things where I'm like, God, I, I just, I got to take off. I need time off. I'm, I'm able to take what I do on the road and do it remotely, do it from wherever. And, and uh, that's why I tell people, man, I'm just actively retired. I mean, my, my life is one big vacation. I mean, to call talking to, to to call talking sports every day doing a job like to label it a job or label it as work like I I never say that you know what I mean I, I just I never say that I just don't so I appreciate you guys again making it a reality the love the support and uh, yeah it's incredible man the, the life we're living again we're waiting on Mark Ryan right now he will join the show um he will join the show here shortly. Appreciate you all tuning in. Austin Greer says, I may have jumped the gun on North Carolina A&T. I mean, Austin, hey, you were almost right. You were almost right. My guy it was four to three late, but, um, you know, kudos to the Gamecocks for finding a way late in the game. You draw 11 walks, 10 base hits. You know, I, I'm really interested. I know we'll talk a lot about it, Austin, over the next two days for sure. Um, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, and tomorrow you guys will know my prediction for the series, by the way, but I, I'm not going to, you know, get, we can talk about whatever. I'm not going to get too deep into it today, though, because, again, we've got the next two days. We're really Thursday and Friday. We're going to hammer it. But <clears throat> I will say this, and this is something I'll dive into more over the next couple of days also as we get closer and closer to first pitch of the series. You know, I, I Clem, Clem sucks right now. They're down. They're out on a four-game losing streak, losing last night to USC Upstate at Floor Field, which, by the way, I say that as if USC Upstate's terrible. The Spartans are a good ball club. Like, that'll be a tough game for South Carolina. Like, if South Carolina plays the way they did last night, next Wednesday, I, I could see Upstate winning the ball game, right? With that being said, you know, Gamecocks are 9-0, and winners are 9 in a row. Clem Sucks has lost four in a row. And so, you look at the series, and I think most are going to say, oh, it's a sweep, automatic. My only objection to that would be this. Am I confident going into the weekend? Absolutely. Would anything less than a series victory be massively disappointing? Absolutely. I'll say this, though. 
one thing that I think makes Clem sucks a little bit dangerous is that right now they're a desperate team. And desperate teams can be dangerous, right? When you're playing with, I mean, at this point, do they have much to lose, right? They're in year one of their coach. They don't have much to lose. Their whole fan base is like, nobody's expecting to win this series. And so I'm not sitting here telling you that Clem sucks is going to win the series again. You'll know my full predictions tomorrow. But a desperate team can be a dangerous team. We see it across sports. So I think uh, I think South Carolina is certainly going to be get Clem Sucks' best shot. That certainly goes without saying. On that note, all right, let's go ahead and get him in. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate Offside. Mark Ryan is live every single day, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7. He joins us now. Mark, what is going on, my friend? Appreciate you tuning in. Very excited to chat with you here on the Sump Day. Chris, what is the worst thing you've ever done out of desperation? Okay, I have I once <laughs> flew across country, got one of those. You ever try to buy a plane ticket last minute? How they hit you with that? Mm. With that, uh, I'm still paying for that plane ticket. I try to buy a plane <laughs> ticket last minute to fly across country to talk a girl out of breaking up with me when she had already broken up, broken up with me, and didn't want to be together anymore. So don't don't buy a last minute plane ticket to try to talk a girl out of breaking up with you. I did that. Don't do things out of desperation, Chris. Don't do it. Now, she gave me permission to fly out there. I didn't fly out there to somebody who didn't say, don't come out here. But she did say it was over. I flew out there anyway. Don't do what I did, Chris. Don't do things out of desperation. Clemson baseball, don't act out of desperation. It's not going to be a good look for you. Hi, Chris. How you doing? What's, what's going on right now? What's good, going buddy? on, Mark? That's a, that's a great way to start. I was going to say I plead the fifth in, in, reg- in response to your question. But yeah. I will say probably the... The, the 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 acts of desperation that come to my mind are more so like when I was when I was gambling on sports and you know you get into a you get into a position like for example March Madness is upcoming and you start chasing right you you, you miss one and you're like I got to get that one back with this and you and it's a snowball right so you keep gambling keep betting keep betting keep betting and then of course you owe the bookie so that's <laughs> that's the most desperation I've felt was on the gambling side of things and and trying to chase wins if you will but. Uh, you know, Mark, we'll start with it, right? It's 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 rivalry week on the Diamond, South Carolina, and Clem sucks the three-game series beginning, beginning this weekend. Of course, I'm, I'm operating under the assumption we will get the game in on Friday. I know weather sort of questionable right now. Hopefully, it's out of the way by 8 o'clock or so, and we can get this thing rolling. But uh, I'll just first overall get your your thoughts, Mark. I, I know it's it's not football, so it doesn't quite move the needle to that degree, right, of course. When the football game's upon us, we spend the entire week talking about it. It's a really, really big deal. And you can, I mean, you can feel the emotions and the energy of that literally on Monday, right? Like people's stomachs are already in a knot because you know what's on the line. But, you know, you're just overall thoughts and feelings coming into rivalry week and, uh, you know, what you're excited for. I know you'll be at the game Saturday. It's going to be a beautiful day in Greenville at Floor Field. But uh, just overall, man, how you feeling as we uh, as we enter rivalry week on the diamond, if you will? Man, it's going to be tremendous. Are you going to be there Saturday? So I'm actually doing live streams for all three games. I'll be plugged into the studio. So, Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I will be there at Floor Field. This is, of all the sporting events that I've been to in the upstate, my favorite one. It was right after I moved here. Uh, I moved here January of 2019, so I've been here four years. That event, March of 2019, is still the best sporting event that I've been to. And I'm at sporting events all the time. I was at the Palmetto Bowl last year, right? Now, I'm a Gator, right? So, um, look, Clemson beating South Carolina, South Carolina beating Clemson, 
does it like as my own personal fandom doesn't move my needle the way that it does yours. It's fascinating to be a part of the rivalry, right? Fascinating. But in terms of like my personal fandom, I don't go nuts when the Gamecocks beat Clemson. I don't go nuts when Clemson beats South Carolina. But that particular event, Chris, at Floor Field was like you had been placed in a time capsule shot back to the 1940s. And it was just so incredible to see. Um, you had half the stadium donned in orange and regalia, half in garnet and black, right? By the way, we had a show vote this week. Who has a better logo? Um, who has a better logo? And I know your listeners got to, got a hold of that poll, and it was never the same after that. But I do want to let you know that uh, yours truly and Diesel, my producer, both voted that the Gamecocks have the better of the two logos. Uh, look, man. I went to, I've had a very similar, uh, very similar debate when, when growing up for me, Chris, like when I went to school, uh, my school is orange and blue. Orange sucks. Orange is a God awful color. Okay. When I wear orange, it looks like I'm jaundice. Okay. It's just not, a, it's not a good color. So like my whole life, it's like, how the hell did Florida state get garnered in gold? That is so badass looking. What we look cartoonish next to that. How the hell is a gator orange and blue? The gator color scheme should be Hawaii's green and black. That's what fits with a gator. Your color scheme fits your mascot. And when you have the black block C and the and and um, the gamecock in the middle of it, that is a badass logo, man. It is not easy. Let's be honest, it is not easy to make a chicken look fearsome. Okay, it is in in the whole who wins versus the mascots. It it wouldn't take long for the tiger to dispatch of a chicken. Right. But you managed to make a chicken look fearsome and you have the best logo. Now, I'm sorry. Got off on a tangent. Really excited about this, Chris. Pumped up about it. I will be there. I cannot wait. Bringing the wife and kid as well. Going to be exciting, man. On that note, Mark, I'm curious, comparing the Gators logo in Florida State, which would you say is better? Because I told you I actually like the Gators logo because it's unique. And I mean, I don't, obviously, I don't like the color orange, but I don't feel like it's too prevalent in that Gator head logo. But what what would you, if, you know, and I know you're someone that you're really good at taking the fandom out. So you're comparing your, your, the rivals logos, Florida and Florida State, who would, uh, who would you go with? I value those fans, Chris, who can take the fandom out and just, you know, just, Make a spade a spade, you know, like Florida State's logo is perfect, Chris. It is perfect. That is a perfect logo. Around the world, you show that logo and you know what people are talking about. Florida's logo is one that's changed. The Gatorhead is cool, Chris, but it incorporates a color green that does not exist in the color scheme. You know, (laughs) the color scheme has been flawed from the beginning, Mm. right? Your color scheme, everything is consistent, Now, if I could offer one piece of recommendation to the Gamecocks, it would be have a consistent logo and only use that logo. You know, the multiple logos are incredible, but in order to become that iconic brand where you see the Georgia G or the Oregon O, you've got to use one that you stick with. The Florida State logo is perfect, Chris. And now if you'll um, excuse me, I'm going to go cry because I've just said way too many nice things about the Seminoles. Okay. Uh, by the way, the Seminoles have a better looking fan base than Florida's as well. A better looking fan base, Chris. I mean, it's it's it, it was it, it's insane. Like the 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 
the talent on that campus, let me tell you, the talent on that campus was um, was something else back in the day. And it's alums uh, and it's it's the, the fan base. You know, it, it was Brent Musburger when they showed the Cowgirls one day. You remember this? Brent mm-hmm. Musburger, they showed the FSU Cowgirls and he said 50,000 red blooded American males just applied to Florida State University. Unlike anything you ever saw, especially back then, man. What's good? Got to love Brent Musburger. I absolutely love that. Um, back to the, you know, it's interesting too, Mark. It's, it is rivalry week in college baseball. You've got Georgia, Georgia Tech. Florida's taking on Miami this weekend in Gainesville. That'll be a great series down there. And Florida's catching a lot of hype right now. Our good friend Ben Upton of 11.7. His, his, and, you know, I love people, by the way, Mark, that freak out over like way too early predictions and that content. It's just like, why can't you just, just see it and move about you. There's some people that just – I don't think there's anything that irritates them more than that. But uh, his way too early field of 64, he's got the Gators, the number one seed. He's a believer in Florida. He thinks Florida is one of the best teams in college baseball, if not the best team. And I think he actually thinks they're going to win the SEC. So you're going to have a good reason to watch college baseball. And I, I'll ask you that too because I know before the season, you know, I was chatting with you and I was giving you my sales pitch on college baseball. And I know that you guys have been keeping an eye on it. Um, your thoughts on the overall madness, because I, I feel like that's something to appreciate the game. You have to really, again, enjoy and embrace is the true and utter madness. Like it's a sport where USC upstate can beat the Clemson baseball team. Like, like it, it's a sport where Florida can lose to South Florida because they give up seven runs in the top of the ninth. Like, by the way, I, you're not, I don't have to use that word that you use on you your show. To. Do I No, Because you like, to, no. 57% of our audience calls Clemson at this point it's just become <laughs> at this point I have just completely transitioned in my mind when, when I say it I say Clemson. it's become second it, nature to it, it really has yeah. it really has it's a beautiful thing you know you know what man um no I, I think that's beautiful about college baseball we had USC upstate head coach uh, Mike McGuire on the show last week and they're building something there at USC upstate and every once in a while, Chris, you know this. You have the little guy in baseball who rises up and does something unbelievable. You've got, you've got Coastal Carolina's history and others throughout the sport. So I think that is, a, that is a sport where you can absolutely positively achieve that. It does not bode well for Clemson heading into the series that is coming. I know you're trying to temper expectations, Chris, for this series, but... I believe Clemson fans are bracing to take it on the chin. Hmm. I believe they're bracing for that. And if I may add, is it just me or might the Gamecocks be embarking upon a golden era in sports? I mean, think about, think about big picture here. Okay. Now, part of this involves a belief in Lamont Paris that many of you guys want to see, but I believe in him. I've, I've studied his past. I've studied his history. I know what he did last year. You consider the historic run that Dawn Staley's on. Shane Beamer is recruiting at a level unprecedented in South Carolina football history. Might we be embarking upon a golden era of Gamecock sports and a Gamecock era that coincides with Clemson being down, okay, largely across the board. What is Clemson's women's basketball program? Anyone? Fry Bueller? Anyone? Men's basketball program. Same thing, right? They're on the milk carton. Who are they, right? And uh, Clemson's football program, more down than it's been in the last seven or eight years, right? So you put Clemson's baseball team rebuilding. You combine all of that. You combine the success of the Gamecock athletic program with Clemson athletics hitting a downturn. And I'm telling you, brother, 
Your future is so bright, you need shades. You could be embark- embarking on that golden era of Gamecock athletics. And, Mark, on the note, and I do agree with you, by the way, it's it's uh, really fun to watch. Also, Gamecock softball is like 14-2 and two right now, so you mentioned them. Gamecock's women's golf is ranked fourth in the country. So, yeah, I mean, give – give. hey, let's do something not, not many people want to do. Give Ray Tanner, the athletic director, a lot of credit. The health of the athletics department seems to be pretty good right now. But sticking with the rivalry series this weekend, Mark, you know, a, a lot of fantastic storylines. And to your point, I'll lock in my predictions tomorrow, but – it's one of those things where I think Gamecock fans should be confident. I mean, listen, I, I, I didn't think before the season that Clem Sucks was a very good team. Obviously, right now, they've lost four in a row. You get swept by UCF on your home field. You lose the USC Upstate on a Tuesday night, which, by the way, I think Upstate's a good team. Right? They started the season. I think they won, like, the first six or seven games or whatever. And so, they're a quality ball club. South Carolina's got them at floor field next week, and I think that's actually going to be a really competitive game. But they've lost four in a row. Gamecocks are perfect, 9-0. and and, and I think South Carolina fans should be confident. I mean, I, I think South Carolina sh- certainly could get the sweep. I, I think I was just speaking to it's a rivalry series, and baseball's a crazy game, right? So it would not shock me if the Gamecocks lost one. But sticking back to or going back to, Mark, the storylines, we got to talk about it. You guys mentioned this on your airwaves this week, but the video that we posted of the UCF baseball team Running down the hill and celebrating, and I knew somebody DM'd it to me, Mark, because it was on jo- John Rice Plumley's TikTok, and somebody DM'd it to me, and I remember seeing the video, and I was like, "This is gonna go crazy!" Like I just knew, and it's got over a hundred thousand views on Twitter. Oh, it's been massive. The, on and, yeah, the re- the rest is history, right? So, you know, and I know you guys, <clears throat> the conversation was on sides or off sides, you know, and. You know, it, it's been a mixed reaction. I've seen some Clem Sucks people that don't mind it. I've seen some that are like, UCF should apologize. And, of course, Gamecock fans. I mean, we're just we're just eating it up. You know what I mean? So, your overall thoughts on that and sort of the madness. And then and then Eric Backage's comments about a mouthy UCF team, and then they lose to USC Upstate last night. And I know that you kind of retweeted with, like, the eye emoji, and you were like, hmm, hmm, look at this now. So, just kind of overall thoughts of like the state of the Tigers program coming into this series because there's a lot going on with them right now. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> go back to that running down the hill moment, Chris, here for a minute because mm-hmm. uh, if you look at it through a certain light, and I know this is not really the platform to give Clemson credit for a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But the reality is that's a big deal because of what it's been built up to be, and Clemson football does get credit. <laughs> for creating something that is iconic that literally everybody wants to do. If I was challenging Shane Beamer, I would say, what do you have, right? What do you have that is going to be something that everybody wants to do? Can you name that for South Carolina, Chris? I can't, right? I can't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, hanging out by the cockabooses, maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Right, they've created the hill. They've created that. And they've created something that everybody wants to do. And I had, not only did I have no problem with what UCF did, um, I would have done the same thing, Chris. And I'm trying to figure out how I can run down the hill myself. You know, (laughs) like film it, put it out there. You went to Clemson and you swept them. Okay. Now I know, Chris, I I know a lot of athletic directors and I know that that was something that Clemson's AD Graham Neff discussed with UCF's AD because that making it to social media was not supposed to happen. If you want to do, you know, if you want to do a joy ride, a victory lap, you do that without filming it to post that on social media was spiking the football. 
But it made it all the more enjoyable for you, for me, for other fans to just be able to enjoy that, right? Um, and Chris, would you not have done that? I would have done the same. I'm, I'm considering. I'm, I, I'm considering doing that. I, I mean, I may just like sneak over there and and, and trot down the hill. I, I would be certainly public enemy number one at that point. But uh, no, Lynn it was took, awesome. By the way, and, yeah. By the way, yeah, Lynn Turner on your comments here is is saying why was the opinion open? What I'm hearing, Lynn is that for one reason or another, maybe um, renovations happening in the baseball stadium, they're having the visitors' teams showering in the football stadium. Um, so they're already in the football stadium at Clemson. <clears throat> and they said, well, look what we have here. The hill, nobody is around it. Let's, let's go right in. I'm also told that from time to time, the gate is kept unlocked um, and... Chris, honestly, man, you know, Beamer's kids ran down the hill. They didn't stop that from happening, right? So that is an iconic thing that everyone wants to take part of. It's on the bucket list, Chris. It's on the bucket list. I'll let you know the day that they let you and me in there, okay? Yeah. I, I will say, Mark, by the way, to what you mentioned earlier, the the iconic thing that – because you asked me if I felt bad, but I would say the iconic thing that people do to – troll South Carolina is playing of sandstorm and waving the towel. So that, that would be something, but it's not in stadium like you're mentioning, but that's happened before. That's why we don't feel bad at all. And we actually love what UCF did. Um, you know, back to on field with this series, Mark, you know, I just love to get your takes overall on, you know, we, we're, we're talking about the Clem sucks side of things, but the Gamecocks, you know, Monty Lee on staff, you've got former players that you brought from the Tigers on your team right now, may or may not play in the series, but you know, I talked about this in the preseason, but I'd love to get your thoughts. Just the overall importance of this series for, for Mark Kingston and his ball club and his program, because, you know, you know as well as I do, right? You sit 9-0. and Are you getting as much credit as maybe Gamecock fans would like? Maybe not. But, again, you, you haven't beaten. I mean, you, I think you beat a solid pin team. Getting the sweep I thought was an accomplishment. But you and I both know what matters is what you do against the rival and what you do in SEC play, right? I mean, that's really what – what is important or what, you know, what moves the needle for a lot of people. So you're just overall thoughts going into this weekend. Again, you know, you, you added Monty Lee, former, former Tigers head coach and all these different pieces from their team. And I, I just feel like there's an extra emphasis on the rivalry series this year, especially after last year when they swept you. Right. And in such a year where, Hey, we've seen it time and time again, you can lose two of three in this series and still have a good year. But I just feel like Mark for Mark Kingston, to win back some favor from the Gamecocks fan base. This, this is one, I think, the Gamecocks, and especially now, too, with they've lost four in a row, you're undefeated. You know, this is one that goes without saying that is massively important. I think one that this program needs to have. Chris, you can start 9-0, and and you lose this series, and you've lost any goodwill that you've, that you've built up up until this point. Furthermore, if you lose this series – the only way to rectify it in the mind of Gamecock fans, in my opinion, is to make the college baseball world series. So, I mean, uh, it's not, you know, it's not life or death, Chris. It's far more important than that, right? This, this series <laughs> coming up for, for the Gamecocks and for Mark Kingston, because you're either going to, you're, you're going to be high on the hog the entire year, or you're going to be, you're going to have an ax to grind with your head coach waiting to see what happens in the postseason. Um, it is massive, Chris. It is massive. And, you know, everyone wants to see if he can continue the momentum that Beamer started with the upset win over Clemson. And frankly, you know, when I when I moved here, Chris, it was it was very much feeling like the Gamecocks needed a win at something. 
right? It's something in this rivalry. Now you have that big win in this rivalry. The thing that Gamecock fans have always come back at Clemson fans with on my show, you know, our show fans, the flame of both sides of the rivalry, is that Gamecock fans would say, well, Clemson has football. We've got everything else. And now that Clemson football has fallen from like number two in the country to number 12, right? Now you've got a chance to claim that football category, which you've done this year, and still maintain everything else, right? And I understand that many people could make an argument that the Gamecocks have a better athletic program than Clemson does. But when you understand the importance of football, both culturally and financially, it's tough to make that argument when Clemson has dominated that rivalry as much as they have. When you've got everything else and football, brother, now you're like butter because you're on a roll. And that's what South Carolina has a chance to do this weekend. Yeah, and you and I both know, Mark, that when you talk about, like, the health of the rivalry and, and what matters, and, I mean, football's king, right? I mean, football moves the needle, and so winning that one, and I, I was just thinking about while you were talking the the health of this rivalry overall, and I think, like, this time last year, the past couple of years, like, even if you were winning in other sports, that long losing streak on the gridiron, it was really taking its toll, you know what I mean? And that, and that, that was one of – that's why one of the biggest storylines going into that rivalry game every year on the football side of things was – you know, is this the year you snap the streak? You know, this time last year, Mark, we were talking, is the streak going to get to double digits? Are they going to win 15 in a row? Like, you start to get to a point where you feel like you're never going to beat them again. And it just feels like, you know, that football victory now has turned the tide in regards to you beat them in football, you beat them in men's basketball, you beat them in women's basketball. If you can get them in baseball, you know, I, I think it's, I mean, obviously it's healthy for the Gamecock side of things, but the, the rivalry definitely feels healthier now um, because maybe some of that, you know, some of that crowing that had left some fans has certainly come back, and, and you see it every day on social media between the Gamecocks and the Tigers and the fan bases. And I know you see the chirping and you hear the chirping all the time. I think it's great for the rivalry. Well, not only that, Chris. I mean, I'm sure you've heard the reports that Clemson and Florida State have gone back to the ACC and said, we're down $30 million a year from SEC teams. You better figure out a way to get us $20 million of that back. You don't think – that mandate was hastened by the fact that South Carolina beat Clemson. You think they want to be losing to the Gamecocks and then have the Gamecocks getting $30 million more a year than they're getting right now, Chris? Um, I guarantee you that the Gamecocks beating Clemson lit a fire under Graham Neff to try to level that financial playing field. You know, they're, they're, they want an uneven revenue stream in the ACC because their argument is, we are your lifeblood. Without us, Clemson and Florida State, you guys are the all cupcakes conference, right? Um, so it is up to you guys to, you know, to pay your best employees, right, the most money. And the Big 12 did that for a minute with Oklahoma and Texas, uneven revenue sharing. That hasn't been the SEC's model. Vanderbilt gets as much as Alabama does, um, right? So I think, I think the Gamecocks' success – um, I don't know if panic is the right word, but it has absolutely sent a jolt of urgency through the Clemson athletic offices. And it's wild how just football can do that, right? Just one game is all it takes to really turn the tide. You know, sticking with the football side of things, Mark, it was announced this week. Uh, Gamecock spring game officially will take place Saturday, April the 15th, and it will be a nighttime spring game 
yet again, seven o'clock kickoff under the lights, which, which I think is a genius move. And, and you and I both know that, <clears throat> you know, it feels, Mark, the buildup to the spring game is more exciting than the spring game itself, right? We get all excited. Just like you mentioned, right, get back in the stadium. You're not in your stadium very often, so to get in your stadium and, and tailgate and be with, surrounded by Gamecock fans is an incredible experience. But the game itself, most of the time, is your starters only play two or three series, and it's, it's, it's not really a real game a lot of the time. But <clears throat> I think it speaks to, again, Shane Beamer being sort of a master – a master marketer of his program. And, and it, again, it feels like such an easy, simple, no-duh, no-brainer move. But uh, it hasn't been done before. And so I think, again, it speaks to Beamer and it's just what he's building and and uh, being able to market the Gamecocks football program. And uh, your overall thoughts. I mean, do, do you get excited for spring games, Mark? Is that something that moves the needle for you at all? I did, Chris. I did. And then I think I'm sure you would agree, much like the Pro Bowl and All-Star games, it's kind of fallen by the wayside, right? And then the reason is that we don't have time as Americans anymore for things that don't matter, right? At some point, we made the determination that spring games and gasp, even bowl games, not to me, bowl games matter to me, but bowl games don't matter to other people. So we don't have time for things that don't matter. Um, MLB has sped up the game recently, right? We've realized that time is our most precious resource. But what Shane Beamer is doing, I can subscribe to. And there are going to always going to be schools, Chris, that don't take it seriously. But if you make your spring game a competitive environment where, you know, another thing I would do, Chris, is I would publicize the depth chart. I would let people know what positions are up for grabs. I would let the fan base know who's competing for those positions. And then I would say, watch the battles play out in our spring game. Let's see. Let's create a massive environment. And, you know, who rises to the challenge and who shrinks from the challenge? You know, use the spring game as a barometer to, this, to decide some of these position battles. If you sell it like that, you make it a night game, you, you incentivize everybody to come and make it a raucous atmosphere and a raucous environment. You don't have to go the way of the rest of these spring games, man. It's like a, it's like a picnic scrimmage. Everyone, all these other spring games, Chris, are a picnic scrimmage, right? Why does yours have to be that way? Yours can be great. Yours can be electric. You don't have to sign up to whatever everyone else is doing. And so in that respect, I love what Beamer's doing. And I hope he takes my advice. Build the urgency. Build the intensity in that. Here's who's vying for a starting position. Let's see how they do in the spring game. Here are the two contenders. One survives, one will lose. In everything we do, there is a winning and a winner and a loser. If I'm Beamer, I build that up, man. Because... That pressure is only going to benefit your team in the long run. Good luck selling that to college coaches, Mark. <laughs> that Why are, not? That are, I know. No, I, I agree. I agree. But you, I get where you're coming from. You're, you're approaching it and attacking it as it, it is a product and the entertainment value and the entertainment side of things. I, I don't know that these college head coaches necessarily – I mean, they, I think they look at it as a glorified scrimmage. And – they probably wouldn't even open it up if they didn't have to. I, I, I hate to say that, but I feel like coaches are so anal about everything. And it's like, I get where you're coming. I, I wish they still had like open practices. I, the, I remember the days of Steve Spurrier and open practices and, and it was a blast getting out there and seeing the team. But, you know. When Spurrier but, was the coach at Florida, he had open practices. I took yeah. my dad to a Steve Spurrier open practice at the University of Florida. Yeah. Steve Spurrier, you know, whether it was confidence, cockiness, or arrogance – his mindset was, you can see what we're doing. 
you're still not going to be able to stop it. You can you can see what we're doing. I got no problem with that. By the way, Madison Duncan says use the spring game as a springboard for competition. I like it. Uh, Braddock eight four three says curious. Mark's thoughts on spring game scrimmage with out of conference that they don't normally play. Example: South Carolina uh, versus Oregon. You know, Chris, um, I am tired of the FCS games. I'm tired of them. If 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 we are doing this, if South Carolina and Clemson are agreeing to, you know, float the FCS a paycheck every year, I'd like to see that as the spring game. Honestly, uh, float them a check in the spring game. Twelve games in the regular season. We don't get enough of these games to have an FCS game being one of them. In my opinion, we don't, we don't get enough games for that. So I, I would give them, I would give the FCS teams the golden parachute in the spring game. And have it be a competitive game would be far more competitive than the scrimmage you get, right? I mean, let's let's be honest. You got Furman coming to Columbia for a spring game. Furman wants to beat you. The, the, the Gamecock players don't want to hear for four months that they lost to Furman in the spring game, right? So now that becomes a competitive environment, a competitive game where it isn't right now. I'm Mark Ryan, and I approve this message. That that would you know, I think that's actually a genius idea, Mark. Mentioning that. I I, I Again, will it ever happen? But it's interesting, Mark, because in baseball, you know, baseball teams scrimmage in the fall. I mean, they'll, they'll scrimmage each other. I mean, South Carolina scrimmaged Georgia Tech, UNC Greensboro, you know, UNC Wilmington. That that would be – I don't know, again, how we make that happen, but I think that would be really, really cool. I actually think that would be a great idea because then, you know, you're not doing like South Carolina and, and, and Georgia scrimmage and there's this these these false bragging rights of a game that didn't technically count like if you scrimmage like you mentioned like an FCS team there would be a lot of positive benefits of it I, I well, here's the thing Chris, I'm down I'd looked, love to see it I'd love to see it I looked into that rotation that uh, you know Clemson and South Carolina play an FCS school every year right and they rotate who they play that's not mandatory that is not mandatory they're doing that as a favor to the FCS schools. And because it's been a favor for a number of years, it is now regarded as something that's like pseudo mandatory, right? Like you kind of have to do it. Well, I'm not a subscriber, Chris, to unwritten rules. If you want me to follow a rule, you damn well better put it in writing or I ain't following it, brother, right? So what I'm doing is I want a more competitive spring game, all right? And I know if I'm playing a team that actually wants to beat me, I'm going to do that, right? The downside of that, Chris, is imagine Clemson and South Carolina do that. They show up and they half-ass their spring game and the FCS beats them. Now that's going to change preseason <laughs> expectations, right? That's right. going to change your preseason poll ranking. Uh, Fans are going to have to digest that for four months until the football season begins. So you know what's going to happen? Every once in a while, the, the Oregon of the world is going to lose hmm. to um, – you know, the Washington States. I mean, the not the um, the Eastern Washington. Yeah. Every once in a while, Oregon is going to lose to the Eastern Washington, and it's going to motivate the hell out of them, and it's going to create a competitive spring game environment, which is what we all want. Mm-hmm. Give us what we want, ladies and gentlemen. Give us more of what we love. I agree with you, Mark. Mark, again, that's we're, we're definitely going to push that. I can, hey, that's, that's Clip City, my friend. How do we improve <laughs> spring games? Mark Ryan has the solution because again it's something that nobody wants to talk about that spring games are pretty boring um you know as much as we love our team they are (laughs) anyways uh mark this has been fantastic one last thing before i get you out of here and you knew i wasn't going to get you out of here without asking um south carolina clem sucks the rivalry series off what you know who you picking 
Okay, so let me ask you this. All right. Um, if this is a win but not a sweep, how do you feel? I think it's a successful weekend. I, I'd okay. still be happy. I'd still be happy. As long as you win the series, I'd be happy with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm encountering a lot of Gamecock fans who seem to have a sweep or bust, <laughs> bust attitude. And I, I, I want them to main, just maintain you win the series, you win the war. Okay. Um, and I think right now, based on what I've seen, Chris, Clemson would be fortunate to win a game. Based on what I've seen, they would be fortunate to win a game. Based on the passion and the rivalry, I'll go Gamecocks two to one. Okay. But I think Clemson would be very fortunate to win a game based on what I've seen thus far in this series. Yeah. And Mark, I, I just think when you get into a point, if you get to a point in college baseball where you say, you'd be disappointed if you won the series. Like, I get that when you're playing Bethune-Cookman. I get that when you're playing UMass Lowell. But that that would just be a weird mentality, in my opinion, to have after. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I you know, I, I agree with you. And again, I think South Carolina, I mean, when you look at the weekend, and I haven't locked in my prediction, because you look at all three games, I'm like, well, which starting pitcher for the Gamecocks is going to lose? I, I mean... I, I don't know. I mean, is it like you're, you're 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 making a bold prediction no matter which game you pick as a loss if you do pick one. <clears throat> so I tend to agree with you. But yeah, I, I just I'm I'm very wary of entering any any series for that matter. I mean, even Penn, if you'd have won two of three, I would have said it was a quality weekend. You won the series. Like it, like when you get to a point where, and, and I will say this, Mark, the point that I had, and I, I don't mean to to go off on a rant, but the biggest difference between a good team and a team that has a chance to be better than good, great, if you will, is a team that when they get up 2-0, they can win that third game. And they can capitalize and get a sweep when the opportunity is there, right? Not a lot of teams can do that. You know, there's just some teams that on Sundays, right, you're kind of – you're on your third pitcher. A lot of teams don't even have a Sunday guy. They're scrambling to find – so when you've got that level of depth, right, where you can where you can get the sweep, you know, that's a big deal. So, for example, if South Carolina won the first two games then lost game three at home at Founders Park, It'd be a little disappointing. It would, but you don't come out of it on Monday and say, well, we're just fire everybody because we didn't sweep. So I just I just wanted to make that point. I, I think you get into a dangerous place when you start being upset that you didn't sweep versus winning two out of three. I, it's just, That's an interesting spot to be in. So, Look, college baseball versus MLB, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I've looked at the last five World Series champions. The last mm-hmm. five World Series champions have on average won 62% of their series outright. Okay. So if it was a three game series, they won two out of three, a four game series, they won three out of four. The number, the percentage of outright wins, the last five world series champions is 62%, right? So I understand baseball, college baseball is different. There's less parity. That number needs to be higher. But if you're winning series, brother, if you don't lose a series all year, guess who you are? You're the national champion. Okay. (laughs) If you don't lose a series all year, you are national champion, and that should always be the focus. And sometimes fans can have blinders on, become prisoners in the moment. Always widen the lens. Always look at the big picture, okay? Yeah. Um, if you sweep Clemson, man, you have really spiked the football even more than UCF just did, right? If, if you sweep them. If you win the series, you continue the upward trajectory of the athletic program, and you have Clemson fans starting to say about themselves, God, South Carolina athletics is kind of, they're kind of taking that to us every which way, six ways to Sunday. What is happening right now? Right. Then, right. So you got them in basketball. 
You got them in men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, football. Chris, I mean, the urgency is kicking in. And you're seeing Graham Neff at, at Clemson concerned about that urgency, demanding more money because he sees what's happening. He doesn't like losing to the Gamecocks in every single athletic endeavor. And that the pressure, you sweep Clemson this weekend. The pressure is on Clemson Athletics moving forward. Yeah, I was going to leave you with this. If Eric Backage thought that UCF was mouthy, just wait. <laughs> just, just wait if things go the Gamecocks way this weekend. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate every single day live offsides of Mark Ryan 3-7. to seven. Be sure to check him out and follow him on social media at Mark Ryan on air. And, of course, follow the station channel at the Fan Upstate. Mark, I appreciate you taking the time, man. It's always a pleasure. Thank you guys very much. Love you. We'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate. Great stuff there. And, again, if you're at Floor Field Saturday, Mark will be there in attendance. So don't chirp him too hard. Let him enjoy himself. Let him enjoy the game. Guys, we're going to jump into our first break on the other side. Hey, we're going to open up the phone lines because I want to hear from you. 843-790-3377. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Of course, guys, podcast will drop tomorrow. will be a full preview of this weekend series as South Carolina takes on the Tigers of Clemson Sucks. Of course, game one at their place Saturday, game two in Greenville at Floor Field. And then on Sunday, we come back to Founders Park to close out the series and hopefully – be closing out a sweep. Uh, really excited again to chat with you guys. Guys, phone lines are now open. I want to say thank you to Mark Ryan. That was a fantastic segment. And I'll tell you this. I loved his idea on the spring game thing. I, I love that. I absolutely love it. Um, I, you know, do I think it'll ever happen? Probably not. But uh, I love it. Doing something like that with... Doing something like that with another team, I mean, does it have to be a full-fledged game? You know, not necessarily, but I, I think that would be really cool. I think that would be really cool. And, again, I, I don't have high hopes or high expectations that uh, it'll happen, but, you know, we'll see. That would be really, really dope. Anyways, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Austin Greer says it's a terrible idea. Austin, give me some more. Why? Why? Give me some context. Uh, Jonathan Hall says, if anyone's attending Friday's game and Clem sucks for baseball, be aware of construction and parking. Some construction's being taken in the west end zone lot across the street where many have parked before. Okay, good to know if you're going to that game. Uh, he also says softball scheduled to play at 4 p.m. Friday at their place. Let's see, Austin. Um, spring games aren't supposed to be for entertainment. It's for the players and coaches. Horrendous takes. <clears throat> Arguably the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Maybe non-contact scrimmages, but not full contact. Why, Austin, why do we have to be so careful with football? Like, why, why can't we just play the game? If you're scared, don't show up. If you want to opt out, opt out. I'd watch the young guys play in an actual game. You know, I mean, I'm sure that would be the case. I'm sure a guy like Spencer Rattler wouldn't play in the spring game. He barely plays in it anyways, so what's the difference? I mean, he barely plays in it anyways. 
I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I understand what the purpose of a spring game is, but I mean, you know, and, and, and to your point, Austin, you're right. Coaches don't care about they don't care about entertainment. They don't care. They don't care about any of that. They 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 don't. They don't care about any of that. Um, so I understand it. That's why I think it will not happen. But you know, <clears throat> um, Austin, name one benefit we will get from playing Furman at four months before the season. It'd be fun. Na- I mean, Austin, name one benefit we get as fans from watching our own team scrimmage each other for for thirty minutes. What what benefit do we get in that? I mean, I mean. <laughs> So, I mean, it, it's, it's yeah, anyways. I, I You know, I appreciate spring games for what they are. <clears throat> I'm not saying that, like, spring games need to be fixed. They need to be solved. Like, it, this is some pressing issue. But, you know, if you're asking me how could we improve the product that is a spring game, because that's what they've, t- they've turned it into a product. Have they not? I mean, you wouldn't have a spring game at night and worry about when it's being played and all that if you weren't worried about if you weren't worried about, um, you know, the product. So, anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. I'm so happy we we're able to chat with Mark Ryan on the baseball side of things. Really looking forward to this weekend, guys. Looking forward. Like I said, we'll, we'll break it down more so in depth tomorrow and Friday. Um, you know, excited, man. It's the best rivalry in all of college baseball. Simply put. You know, I think about growing up, watching the game, and, and it's weird. You know, I, I have I have a respect for the Tigers on the diamond more than I have for them in any other sport because they've been a great program just like South Carolina. Well, not just like South Carolina, but you know what I mean. The thing that's made it the best rivalry in all of college baseball has been the success of both of the programs, right? I mean, I, I look back, you know, mid-2000s and, um, you know, South Carolina's a top 10 team. Clemson sucks as a top 10 team. You think of all the great players and Ray Tanner versus Jack Leggett. And, you know, you think of the intensity. And anybody who's ever been to these games, I mean, it's literally the super regionals in March. Like, you're hanging on every single pitch. The fans are into it. There's chirping. There's back and forth. And if you've never tuned in to South Carolina, Clemson sucks on the diamond, if you've never experienced that rivalry, you really need to. And I'd put it up against any rivalry in college baseball. I mean, it's 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 electric. I mean, it's absolutely electric for three straight days. And, you know, I love the format they have right now with one road, one home, and one neutral site. I know they're playing with the neutral sites, obviously, but it's it's you know, it's one of those things again, I look at and it's it's the rivalry is a beautiful thing. And I get so fired up for it and so excited. And um, you know, I, I get into the the baseball side of things, the rivalry just as much as I get into it with football. And I know not everybody can say that. And that's totally fine. But for me, it's 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 a really cool thing, man. It's awesome. It's it's a lot of fun. And uh, looking forward to another great weekend, another great chapter in the rivalry, if you will. So, um, let's see. Yeah, I was at that game, Jonathan Hall, 2012. Gamecocks walked off the Tigers in extra innings. It was LB Danzler that got the hit. LB Danzler that got the hit. Really, 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 really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. So, um, yeah. Austin. All right. All right. We're, we're, we're getting to, we're, 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 
you're speaking on something we can agree with. He says, well, I prefer we do no non-contact. Are you saying we do non-contact or no non-contact? Scrimmages with other schools, like, I think he says non-contact. With other schools, like seven-on-sevens and one-on-ones for O-line, D-line. That would actually be kind of fun to watch. I think seven-on-seven seven would be a blast. I think seven-on-seven seven could be a lot of fun. The I tell you this though, the trash talk that w- that would ensue from seven on seven because it's not real football. Like a lot of seven on sevens is not real football. So, Will Hall, <clears throat> do you know if they may expand the neutral site game outside of Greenville? It's been there for a few years now. Come back to Charleston. Well, I mean, Will they literally played in Columbia last year? It's alternating right now between Greenville. And Columbia. So next year, right, the neutral site game will be at the Firefly Stadium in Columbia. So, um, you know, it's funny, though, I will say this. I will say this, that Gamecock fans, we we used to not have a problem with Greenville. And then we started losing that game every year. And it was like, mm, you know what, this is actually kind of a home game for them. Which, I mean, which, I mean, it is. You know what I mean? It, you're, you're 30 minutes from their campus. So, I mean, it's... It's definitely more of a home game for the upstate team, but there are a lot, like I've told you guys, there's a lot of Gamecocks up here. A lot of Gamecocks. A lot of Gamecocks. So, um, I think you'll see a great Gamecock representation on Saturday. Let's just put it that way. I think you'll see a great Gamecock representation. <clears throat> and Austin, yeah, to your point, I think Floor Field is nicer than Sagra. I, I do. I mean, Sagra's nice. Don't get me wrong. It is. Uh, floor Field is a little bit nicer, though, I will say. Yeah, for sure. So... Again, guys, 843-790-3377. Phone lines are opening, and I appreciate Mark Ryan for uh, the conversation. Great stuff. Um, check out his show, of course, 3 to 7, Offsides of Mark Ryan. I'm on his show every Monday at 440. Always enjoy talking with him. Mm-mm-mm, let's see. Madison, is any recruiting during the spring game allowed? I think so. I think so. Don't take my word for it, but I think so. Jacob E. says, spring game showed us that Jason Brown should have been QB1 year before last. God, let's just not even dive into that. Man. Let's, let's, just, let's just not even dive into it. Let's just not even dive into it. Um, Brady, I've never been to a South Carolina game. I really hope I can make one this year coming up. Are you talking for football? Great year to come to a game, my friend. Great year to come to a game. Great year to come to a game. Uh, back to the... Big Cock Club Discord, TDC Questions Channel, Greg Bender says, Mark's right again. I'm sick of all the FCS games that all the Power 5 schools play. Complete waste of our time, in my opinion. You know, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. Matthew Calver going to the game Saturday in Greenville. It's going to be fire indeed. Going to be a lot of fun, man. The atmosphere will be electric. I'm really excited personally to do the watch parties. I'm really excited to do the, the live stream, the live stream watch alongs. And in case you missed it, we'll be doing that all weekend long, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We'll be streaming it right here. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. The setup's going to be a little bit different. I will move some things around and you guys will see me, but uh, the setup is going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, I'll have the game on the TV behind me, but of course I will not have the game shown on the screen because that is illegal and uh, the stream would get ripped down. So going to be a lot of fun, though. We'll be watching the game together. Uh, I did the live stream watch-alongs guys back in the 2021 season. I thought they went really, really well. 
the fact that we were able to interact and chat and, and conversate during the game and stuff like that. So really looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun. I think, again, it's going to be a major value add and, and just being in studio and being plugged in and being able to, to create content in that way, I, I think is going to be a, a big time add for, uh, for the show, for the business and for you guys, most importantly. So um, let's see. Coleman Hall, I think FBS Power 5 program should be limited to one in-state FCS opponent per year. Other than that, no FCS games. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I get it. We don't want to see bad games. I, I get it. Like 2020, for example, it was the COVID year. But just seeing 10 SEC games, seeing 10 SEC games was, was fun. It was good football every week, right? It was good football every week. So really good football every week. Mm-mm-mm. Again, guys, in case you missed it, uh, on GamecockCentral.com, courtesy of an interview they had with Shane Beamer, um, it appears Jordan Strawn, which, I mean, I, I expected him to, to return. I expected him to return, but it appears that Jordan Strawn is going to be back this season. Strawn never put out any official word, and it's funny because somebody in our Discord was like, you know, why should he have it's, you know, that's the old school mentality. Like you should definitely, you know, definitely uh, you, you don't need to put something out. But again, like you just mentioned, that's the old school mentality. Most guys are making a big deal. I'm back, you know, let's run it back and whatever. So we never saw that from him. And, uh, but it does appear that Jordan Strawn will return for the fall, which is a big piece, a really, really big piece, right? A really big piece. Gamecocks need all the help on the edge they can get. So, um, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Brendan is all for it for the spring game since it's an actual game. That's the benefit. Josh Pate has been all over this concept. Indeed. I, again, I, I agree. I agree with you, Brendan. I think it'd be a great idea. Um, I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't. I don't think there's any. I, I said. I just don't think it'll ever happen. I don't think it'll ever happen. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah. Um, anyways, guys, really excited. Three weeks from tomorrow, the TSUS tour, the spring tour, will officially get underway. Our first date in Columbia. Next one will be downtown Greenville. Those will be our two in the month of March, and then we'll roll to the entire month of April. Really, really exciting. Really exciting. Um. Yeah, so, again, guys, Gamecocks baseball gets the dub last night. Basketball falling to Mississippi State. I, I tell you this, too. I tell you this, too. Looking ahead, this weekend, Saturday, probably nobody is going to be watching it, right? But men's basketball has a game on Saturday, and I believe it's at, what, 1 o'clock? Is that, or 2 o'clock, maybe? Let's see. When does basketball play? Men's basketball. When does basketball play here? Men's basketball plays Georgia at, yeah, at the CLA at 1 o'clock. So, it's the same time as the baseball game. So, realistically, nobody's going to be watching. Just, 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 just call it for what it is, okay? But it's a big game. It's a big game. Because when you, th- and, and if you lose, is it the end of the world? Whatever. The season's a, a kind of a wash anyways. But when you asked me about year one of Lamont Paris, when I was asked about that, and we all knew, right? We set realistic expectations. Let me actually look back. I want to look back. What were my basketball predictions for the season? Let's see. Let's see. Can I find it? 
Mm, let's see. How can I find this? All right, let's see. I'm going to find this. I'm going to find this. <clears throat> I'm going to find this. <laughs> when would it have been? October, maybe? Where? I, I don't know. I, I want to see, because I, I think I was pretty close. I think I was fairly close in regards to predictions for the season. can't find it for some reason. I found 2021. Madison, what games on March the 23rd? Yeah, so I do not know, Madison. I don't I don't think we play March the 23rd. I don't think baseball plays March 23rd. If I recall correctly. No, so the next day, we're in Columbia for the Missouri series. But that following week, that Thursday, March 30th, we play at Mississippi State. So that'll be one where, you know, we'll get there, we'll we'll chat a little bit, we'll conversate, and then we'll watch the South Carolina-Mississippi State baseball game together because that game is actually on SEC Network on that Thursday. It's actually on that Thursday. So... Oh, I know how I can find it. Here we go. Just go to lock it in. Let's see. <clears throat> Let's see. You know what's funny? I actually picked Clem Sucks last year to win two of three. Isn't that wild? I picked them to win two of three. And, of course, we all know what happened. Where is the basketball season preview? season prediction I'm just really curious I'm just really curious you guys bear with me I just want to see like how 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 right or how wrong was I and not to be like oh I was right look at me I'm just like I I, I forget like I think I was pretty close I know what it is. Yep. Here we go. The lead pipe lock. That's what it was. Never forget when yours truly picked the win over Clem Sucks. Very few, very few were brave and bold enough to pick that. Why can I not find... Season predictions. I can't find it for some reason. This is nuts. Did I did I make a season prediction? I'm just, this is great content right here. I don't know, guys. I'm, I'm going to try to find it over the break. We are going to jump into a quick break. I'm going to try to find these predictions. I'm just curious to look back at this point. Uh, 843-790-3377. We are taking your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow.
All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843 is 843-790-3377. You know what's wild? I still can't find the predictions. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, did I make predictions for the basketball season? I don't know that I did. I think I did. I'm, I'm, I'm positive I did. I know I did. That's something I wouldn't have not done. I'm seeing a projected starting five. Mm. I don't know, guys. I might just have to give this up. I don't know. This is crazy. I do not see it, though. I'm on our Instagram, and I cannot find it. <clears throat> Anyways, I, I think we all had pretty realistic expectations when it comes to basketball and uh, – Weird. Very, very, very strange. I just said to hell with it. No basketball predictions. We're not talking basketball anymore. <laughs> I don't know. That's so weird. I just can't believe this. I cannot find it to save my life. It's crazy, though, man, scrolling back through all of our football content from this past season. I mean, what a, what a, just, what a season it was. You know what I mean? Like, what a season. What a season. It's absolutely incredible. It may have actually been farther back. What a season it was, guys. What a season it was. Anyways, 843-790-337. Some of you guys would love to hear from you all. Uh, appreciate you all tuning in. Really, really excited for the weekend. Gamecocks taking on the Clem Sucks. Tigers. I know how I can figure this out. The Clem Sucks Tigers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, dude. No, it was November the second was the first game. And I've uh I mean I'm on I'm on our Instagram at that time and I still just for some reason cannot find it. I have no idea. I have no idea, bro. <laughs> Unless I'm blind. Yeah, this is October. This is end of October. I mean, if I go back and listen to the podcast, I, I certainly, I don't know that I dropped a graphic, though. I really don't know. I really don't know that I dropped a graphic. I may not have, which is crazy if I didn't. Shame on me. Shame on me if I didn't drop a graphic. Shame on me, folks. Hmm. Anyways, guys, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, of course, guys, quick reminder, I'll jump on inside the Gamecocks tomorrow, 1130. J.C. Sherbert will be on the show at 1.15. Really excited to chat with him. And, uh, yeah. Content is rolling, man. Content is bleeding out of the freaking eyeballs. Let's jump to the phone lines. Call from Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. You look like you're having a connection trying to find the find to see if you made the predictions or not. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm good, man. I just you know, lot of content, a <laughs> lot of content to comb through. So, see, that's what happens whenever you are a content creator. You lose all kinds yeah. of crap. Yeah, I don't know. It is what even it is. if I, you didn't make it, you think you you think you lost it somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I I uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, what's going on, man? How's your day going? Oh, good. It's going good so far. I decided that I'm not going to walk today because I walked a lot yesterday before the baseball game came on, so I'm not walking today. I'm resting today. I love that. Love that. Sometimes you need that kind of day. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. And after watching the baseball game last night, I... I'm going to stick to my guns and pick us to sweep this weekend. I ain't got no scores in mind quite yet. I'll probably have them ready for you tomorrow, most likely. And I'll be sure to give them to you tomorrow before first pitch Friday. I love that. Yeah, I'm excited to hear your your thoughts on it, my guy. Excited to hear your thoughts on it. But um, at the end of the day, I don't really care what happens. I just want us to win. Because anytime you can beat your rival in anything is a fantastic feeling. After the success that they've had in other sports, it's a great feeling whenever you know you could possibly do something that you know you're good at and beat your rival at it. And one thing I do know is that we are very good at baseball. And we have been over the last several years to an extent. That is a fact, my friend. That is a fact indeed. So, And kudos to Hicks again for pitching his tail off yesterday. Okay. Even though he didn't pitch for very long, he pitched his tail off. And I don't know. Is he a what is he? Is he a freshman, junior? What is he? No, Hicks is a uh, older guy. I think he's at minimum a junior because uh, he was a guy that came from junior college. Okay, well, if he he's guy, not – Yeah, he was a guy that okay. came from Juco. Okay, okay. Yeah. He's he's gone well, after um, this year, my guy. He he got drafted – he got drafted after last year when he got injured. So, you know, he stays healthy this year. He's def- okay. he's definitely going to get drafted. And he'll, be, he'll be going okay, after this Okay, he's most likely going to be gone if he stays healthy. Yeah. Got it. Okay, but he's he's doing pretty well for being a uh, midweek a midweek guy, in my opinion. And in order, I think we need to just keep our head down and just like I've said before, before this right before the season started, just keep our head down, control what we can control. And when the times represent themselves, take care of business. Mm-hmm. And just let everything else 
take care of itself. Because as long as you win, and this goes for any sport, as long as you win, everything else doesn't matter. Just, just, just win. What somebody else is doing does not matter. What Clemson is doing does not matter. What anybody else in the SEC is doing does not matter. As long as you win. It doesn't matter. Just, just. Al Davis said it best, Robbie. Robbie Davis said it best. Just win, baby. (laughs) Just get the dub. I don't give a crap how you do it. Get the dub and take care of it. Robbie Davis, son of Al Davis. Win, baby, win. I ain't paying you to lose. I'm paying you to get the dub. I ain't paying you to lose. So, but uh, I don't know what it is. I'm going to speak on this real quick, but I don't know what it is about the basketball team. But for some reason, for this men's basketball team, <coughs> we either play a great first half or we play a horrible first half, and then or, or we play a great second half or a horrible second half. It's, we just, we've never really played a great game all the way through, really. I mean, I mean we played a great game uh, last night, but the last, like, four and a half minutes we just the, the tires exploded on the car and we didn't go nowhere couldn't get a rebound couldn't make a shot I mean it was nuts yeah I mean I thought we had them for a little bit man but uh, you know it's just kind of the same song and dance yeah. all year and you know unfortunately you just didn't get that you know, we, we just we just don't have right. the, the, the guys down low, I feel like, to really compete. But, you know, it's – We don't. Uh, yeah. And that's what that's one thing you need is guys that can rebound, guys that can get blocks, guys that can protect the rim, guys that are not afraid to get their hands dirty. All right? And we don't have those kind of guys right now on the men's basketball team. Yeah, and it'll be up to Lamont to to build out the roster. And, you know, I I wonder. I wonder what next year will look like. But, uh, you know, we got one more game and then SEC tournament play. And I I don't, you know, let's see. The SEC standings will probably be 11th or 12th seed or something. Uh, I don't know. But. Hey, maybe we can win a game or two. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we can be a uh, yeah. We're, so hey, right now, so right win, now, if we can somehow win a game or even two in the conference tournament. I'll be happy. Okay. So right now, LSU's the 14 seed, and <laughs> I don't know if so. Us and Ole Miss are both. So we're either going to be the 12 or the 13 seed because us and Ole Miss are three and 14 in the league. And I think didn't we beat Ole mm-hmm. Miss? I think I, I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, I think we did. I'd have to go back and look, but I think we did. Yeah, we did beat Ole Miss. We, we did beat sure. Ole Miss 64 to 61. That's okay, right. We, beat, we beat them at their place, but we also lost to them. So right. I think, so we've, we've split with them. So I wonder if it'll no. come back to overall no. record. And if it does, we will be the 13 seed if it comes down to, because they're, they're one game better than us. So um georgia's right. you know the next in line at six and eleven so that, that's that's pretty much all set um as far as where south Carolina's is going to be we're either going to be the 12 or the 13 seed so um 
Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll, we we will be playing on day one. Though, yeah, for you sure. never know. When it comes to tournament time, you never know. I mean, that's one thing I love about March Madness. Okay, is like a like a if 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 the top seed's not playing well, mm-hmm. but the lower seed that they're playing is playing with their hair on fire and they're just out there playing the game. And just not nervous. Yeah, those those kinds of those kinds of teams are dangerous when it comes to NCAA tournament. Yeah, so I, I, mean, I don't I don't think we're going to have to worry too much about NCAA tournament though on the men's side. We're we're probably going to be one and done in the SEC tournament. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got to worry about that. At least not right, right. now. Right. But uh, I think it's safe to say that the uh, real season for the Carolina women has officially begun as of Wednesday. <laughs> yes, yes. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm, we just I'm, got out of the preseason. Now we're <laughs> in the yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the postseason, you know, postseason play to start Friday. And, um, you know, again, I'm sure Dawn Staley's team, they got a chip on their shoulder, right, if they're not getting it last year. But uh, certainly they'll be yeah. the favorite. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited yeah. for, you know, it's you still March. you got to play the game, like I've always said. you still got to play. Yeah, it's March. Uh, March Madness is here. So, yep, as Dawn Staley's team right pushes there. forward to another – Another national championship. So, but um, I think these, these I've been uh, I'm switching back to baseball. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I think these next these three games against Clemson will be some great games. I think they'll be a lot closer than what we've had in the last couple of weeks. Solely, like you said, because of the history of both of the programs. But I'm hoping that we uh, break out the brooms this weekend. I mean, I think that's what we're all hoping for, Robbie. Um, you know, it's yeah. – and I think there's a let – me, let me just put it to you this way. Again, I'll drop my predictions tomorrow. There's a lot of reason, though. I mean, Gamecock fans should be confident. Mm-hmm. We, we, we should be confident, no doubt, mm-hmm. right? You should be. Uh, you know, we're perfect right. on the season, perfect 9-0. and Clem Sucks has lost four in a row, got swept by UCF, lost to USC Upstate last night. There's a lot of reason to be confident. Um, but it is mm-hmm. baseball at the end of the day. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, that a uh, a desperate team can be can be a dangerous team in, in the sense of just playing with nothing to yeah. lose. And, and it can also right. be, you know, a, a desperate team can be a, a team that you just have your way with and you bully all weekend. But a desperate team, in my opinion, can be a dangerous team also. And so, you know, would it totally right. shock me? If Carolina only won two out of three, no. Um, would I be happy if we won two out of three? Yes. Would I love to sweep? Yes. But, um, you know, I, I think South Carolina is in a great position to take the series and also sweep as well. I mean, you look at just the pitching side of things. And, you know, if you pick the Gamecocks mm-hmm. to win two out of three, who, what starting pitcher are you picking to lose, right? I think it's a bold pick no matter what because Will Sanders is a first-rounder. Yeah. Noah Hall has been electric. And Jack Mahoney has been, been great as well. And the bullpen has been – um, you know, top-notch right. also. So, I mean, and then you look at the hitting side of things, and, you know, I think maybe if you wanted to have, say, some concerns, I mean, there's been some inconsistencies early, but all in all, it's been pretty solid. Um, right. You know, scored 11 runs last night. I know it took you a little while, but scored 11 runs off 10 hits, and you've been really patient at the plate. And, you know, then you look at what Clem Sucks has done. So, there's a lot of reasons to be confident. I'm confident. Everybody should be confident. But, uh, 
you know, baseball is a crazy game and you get in these rivalry series and anything can happen. So that, that's why I'm just saying that it's, is it possible that is it possible that Clem sucks will win a game? I mean, absolutely. You know, baseball is a wild game, but uh, mm-hmm. I think we should all be confident in that South Carolina, if they're able to go out there and, and, and take care of their business and, and play the game we've seen them play to this point, I feel confident this group will get the job done. For sure. For sure. And uh, I'm very excited, by the way, that the uh, spring game is going to be at night. That's going to be awesome. Okay. I think a lot more schools should do that, in my opinion, is have night spring games because they're awesome. That was one of the most fun spring games I've ever been to in my life. But um, I'm I'm really excited for this weekend. Going to try to uh, watch. Uh, one of uh, all three of the games, if possible, and uh, if I can't, I will definitely be uh, watching the live stream for sure. Yeah, I hope to have you, Robbie. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be an exciting weekend, no doubt. Oh yeah, it always is on Clement on a uh, Carolina and Clemson's week for baseball. So, but uh, I'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. And uh, have a great rest of your day, okay? I appreciate you, Robbie. It's always a pleasure chatting with you, my dude. For sure, for sure. And as always, leave the dumb stuff to me. Will do. Robbie, you're the man. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis, uh, 8437903377. I tell you, we haven't talked about it today, but this Jalen Carter stuff, <clears throat> wild. Absolutely wild. Um crazy just crazy bro this whole thing that happened with UGA and the the player that died and and it's just nuts dude it's just nuts we shall see what happens it's just you know you you kind of I understand like you make a mistake be held accountable it, you, you you feel bad though for guys that they have it all, you know, they have the world, they have the world in the, in the grasp of their hand and it's just, they make a mistake. And I mean, who knows? I think Jalen Carter probably will still get drafted and be fine, but it's just like, man, what a, what a mess. What a mess. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from 888. Big Dick Dale. What's going on, babe? Hey, my name is Dale. What's hey. up? What's up? What's up? Just hanging out. How are you? Hey, man, about to get out on the lake, man, do a little bit of fishing. You know, it's beautiful out here. What you what you like to fish for, Dale? Well, mostly, you know, women, but I'm going to be fishing for some bass today, you know. Just some bass, maybe a little quickie. <laughs> how, how's your fish? The reason how, I wanted to come. Yeah, go, you know, go ahead, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. How's fishing no, these go days? Ahead. How, sure how's fishing these days? How, how do you feel like you – I was going to say, I mean, I don't know – which one you have more success in? Well, you know, I got a woman, so you know, I ain't been fishing too much for for the ladies ladies these days. And Happy Women's Month! Uh, I was I was informed by that. I didn't even know that was a thing. But uh, Happy Women's Month to all the women out there. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been fishing a lot more of the you know the the gill top, um, the little flippered kind mm-hmm. these last few uh 
months and whatnot. But you know, it's been going good. Just uh, cut up a little weenie, put it on the put it on the hook, and I got my little bobber. I do a good job at it. I love that. Goodbye. But hey, look, the reason I called, man, is uh, don't ever let Robin Davis or Zach Foss champion ever call in and address himself anything other than Sleepy Rob. Because good Lord, I about fell over trying to let stay awake. I mean, he needs to go out and walk, get some energy. Stop standing in front of that microwave waiting on them little chicken pennies to cook. Because good Lord, it ain't good for you. Hell, you got to get outside. Smell the roses. They're calling in there. They're calling, do you some good. Make your eyes water. Like you're taking a shot of. Uh, <clears throat> gin every two seconds out here. For some people, you know, they're calling. Get, get, get you going. But you can't tell if they're drunk or if they just got calling out. But I fell right there. Don't ever let him call in without calling himself Sleepy Rob. Good Lord. I'm, I'm sure Robbie will take. Uh... Take your advice and, and bring the energy. Yeah, I'm. I'm I gotta. I gotta imagine Robbie will have a response of some sort. Indeed. Yeah, I hope so. Cause good, good Lord, I about fell off the lawnmower and cut up my leg because I about fall asleep listening to him. Anyway, you know, what do you what do you think about my golf coach? Not, you know, I'm a Tennessee fan overall, but you know, what do you say? What do you think about old uh, Robbie Oli or Botello or whatever coming back from that little? Suspension. You think it was warranted? Mm, Vitello, Vitello. Uh, yeah, I, Michael know, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a it was a slap on the wrist. I, you know, I I like Vitello as a head coach. He's a, he's a great coach. Uh, he's one of those guys you love if he's in your dugout. You you hate him otherwise. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know what what did they really do to to get the suspension? I I don't know, man. I don't know. It's going to be a hell of a series in Columbia though between South Carolina and Tennessee. So. Yeah, as I say, they're gonna be good again this year. You know, I ain't, I ain't really, I ain't really a big baseball guy. Mm-hmm. You know, for the for the ball, but I did keep track of him. And last year, man, well, it really tapped me on to him though, because good lord, he's a good looking father. You know, like, he he could really, he could really be somebody like like a GQ model or something. I mean, he's a good looking guy. Got a mean chin line, you know. He got he got a he got a good looking face. So, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, if he's cheating on the ball, he probably knows his way around, you know, Now, I'm excited. The Gamecocks, I think, are uh, are really good this year. So, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, see how it unfolds. All right, well, Chris, I just wanted to wake you up a little bit, man. I seen you struggling to keep your eyes open. So, I just wanted to get holler at you before I got here on the boat and get some get some biters, you know? So, Dale, I hope to talk to you soon, man. Yeah, Dale, you're the man. I appreciate it. Take good care of Rebecca for us. Man, I don't know. I don't know if it's I, I did see the rooster later. I don't know what happened. 
I don't know how, if it was because I was warming them up within microwaves over the winter that they somehow, right, a miracle supposed to happen. I, I don't know. It was amazing. But I was wondering if you seen that. Oh, shit, yeah. thought of Yeah. No, I, I was uh, a legend, a legend in the works, or a, le- a legend, a legend in the, in the flesh for sure. Re- Rebecca's a legend. So. Yes, she is. She's a good girl. All right, buddy. I'll call her at you later. Beat it up. <laughs> BDD out. I love it. I love it. BDD. Thank you so much, Dale, for, for, oh my goodness. What a time. Guys, one final break. We're live here on the Daily Crow, taking your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 84-379-0-3377. Just a little bit over five minutes to go, guys. Something that just came to me during the break. And we'll have this conversation probably more in depth once it actually concludes. But I just wonder, like, how would you guys grade year one of Lamont Paris? Like, Like, how do you evaluate it? Because on one hand, the expectations were really, really low. And, and fairly so right, with what you lost and what you had coming back and, you know, what you were going up against. But on the other hand, it's like it's it's it feels strange to, let's say, even if you win Saturday and you finish with four SEC wins, it feels weird labeling a season that, you know, a season in which you only won four conference games is like a success, you know, like we had a successful year. I don't even know how you judge success in year one of Lamont Paris, a year that I've said many times I think should probably be labeled as year zero. I I don't even know how you do it. You know what I mean? So how would you grade it? How how do you grade the year? I I think probably a a B. I mean, all things considered, I mean, you kind of are what you are. You were picked to finish dead last in the SEC. So the fact that you're going to finish better than that, I guess, should be looked at as, again, a success. You overachieved. You actually exceeded expectations. But did you improve as a basketball team? Did you develop down the stretch? I I mean, did this team really improve? The fact that we're going into the last regular season game of the season and you don't have a home conference win... But you did beat the arch rival. You did beat, beat the arch rival. You beat Kentucky on the road. I don't know. How, how would you grade it? It's. I think it's just really tough because the expectations were so low. And But it also is weird to label a f- potentially four-win SEC season as a success. You know, like we had a successful year. Like, that feels kind of strange. So, anyways. Anyways. Just interesting. Luke RJ says C-. minus. Taylor Mate says B- minus or C+. Plus. Bruin Nation says C. Taylor Made says C plus. Yeah, Bruin Nation, that's the other point. Four 40 point losses. I mean, that's just nobody saw that coming. <laughs> nobody saw that coming. Nobody did. Nobody did. So yeah, tough. Very, very tough. Very, very tough. So.
Guys, there are just nine undefeated teams in college baseball this season, or right now, I should say. There are nine undefeated teams. Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, NC State, Virginia, Texas Tech, Alabama, Troy, Lamar, and your Gamecocks, who sit 9-0. Just nine teams. Who will be the final undefeated? Who will be the final undefeated? I tell you, if you sweep this weekend, I think there's a good chance you're the last team. I, I think there's a really good chance. I think there's a really good chance you're the final undefeated team. Kara says, I say B- minus or C+. Plus. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's about right. You know, a C, a C grade. Because it, it's, it's one of those things where, yes, the expectations were low, but actually seeing it play out. And maybe that's why I didn't make a prediction graphic. Because I was like, you know what? Nobody wants to see that. Because, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I picked us to be like a four-win or maybe a five-win team in SEC play. That's why I wanted to see. Because, I, you know, we, we set the expectations, I think, pretty fairly in the preseason. We set the expectations pretty fairly. So... Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. In case you missed anything, be sure to check out TDC in podcast form on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcast. Drops every single day at 3 o'clock after the show. Luke RJ says, I wanted to make a comment about playing the spring game against FCS schools or not playing FCS schools. I think going away from FCS games is almost like short, shorting the MLB season from 162 games, you just can't do it because of records. It would affect head coaching records and win percentages and bowl eligibility. I mean, there's things that would certainly affect Luke RJ. I, I you know, baseball is such a game, though. Baseball is such a game that is driven specifically off of statistics, like statistical records and all that. I, I don't know that football is really, you know, football is more so just based off did you win national championships? Did you win rings? Did you win championships? When you're talking about Hall of Fame and baseball and, and all that, I, I think that, you know, I, I don't know. that That's why they're so hesitant to go away from the 162 games because of those types of things. I, I get what you're saying, though. I do get what you're saying. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to change anything up, really. Um, but we'll see. I, I like the FCS in the spring game idea. I think that would be a lot of fun. Guys, if it's 2 o'clock, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Again, stay tuned for all of our content. Content bleeding out of the eyeballs it's a busy week and we love that being busy is a blessing the beauties and the banter and i truly appreciate every single one of you guys stay tuned of course uh tdc rocking all week podcast will drop tomorrow to be a full preview of the clem sucks series as well as some other things as well really excited for it also great conversation that'll take place with mike rooney of d1baseball.com Really exciting stuff. Again, guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.